Hey everybody, welcome to another episode of Predetermined to Pro Wrestling Hangout. I'm your host, Garrett Callender, and with me, as always, my co-host, Chris Miggs. I'm ready to dive into the darkest parts of your wrestling fandom, Garrett, and I don't mean um, I don't mean death matches. So the first match I ever attended was WCW Thunder. The what was it? Two that May May. What does it say on the network? May tenth. The episode aired May tenth, two thousand. So presumably was taped a day or two before that. All right. So cue it up, everybody. If you want to go along with Chris and I as we watch the first ever wrestling show I attended, it is on Peacock. Torrent it. Do whatever you got to do to find this thing. We're queued up at zero right now. May 10th, 2000, WCW Thunder. And we're going to go three, two, one, play. And that's how we're going to do this. All right, everybody. Three, two, one, play. So just for our listeners here, um, oh, by the way, this opens with what looks like a it's like a food fight or something. There's a bedpan. This is very strange. There's David Arquette. Man, WCW 2000. So much is happening here. David Flair's wearing you're, an iHeart New York You're shirt. already, you're somehow like 10 seconds ahead of me already. Okay. Sorry about that. Um, uh, so the reason, and the why, so the question you may be asking is sort of, why are we doing this? The, the first thing is that Garrett, I've always really wanted us to sort of go back and watch like shows that we attended because I thought that would be sort of a fun thing to do and to, to analyze. And last week, after the after the show, we were talking about like, uh, you know, this because this was Garrett's first show, and we said, well, maybe when we like some week where we haven't watched a lot of wrestling, we'll watch this Thunder together. And then yesterday, Garrett and I were texting about what wrestling we'd watch this week, and the answer was basically nothing. So uh, Thunder it was. <laughs> See, this was from a hot time at WCW where I was somehow still watching, still super into it. God, this is a hot intro. I Man, this is bringing back memories. I had not watched this in so long. I, I will say this new- is the period where I'm st- I was starting to give up on WCW. I, I know I was still watching to an extent, but after the Radicals jumped to the WWF that was that was kind of a big nail in the coffin because like most of the reason I was watching WCW was like oh there'll be a like a a Benoit match or an Eddie Guerrero match and then um they didn't have that anymore and WWF had like the good angles and also the good wrestling and it was like well <laughs> that seems like the right answer in terms of what I what wrestling television I should watch at any point were you watching Thunder I think I mean sometimes I it's definitely it was definitely sort of in that rotation of like yeah it's on tonight um and especially when I was watching more WCW in like 98 and 99 I definitely watched some thunder um but we were in Springfield Illinois at the Prairie Capital Convention Center the Prairie Capital Convention Center so have you did you go there a lot or was it just for thunder so I, this was definitely the first time I'd ever been there. And uh, I don't think I went again until like senior year of high school. I saw Slipknot there. That does sound about right. Slipknot and WCW, same place. <laughs> and I don't think there had been anything in this place until then. 
Was it the so place new? Um, it wasn't. I don't think it was super new. I know Derek went in high school. Went to a lot of house shows here, mm. so he saw uh, WWF in this building many times. Oh. Um, so for those watching along here, we got we got Chris Candido and Tammy opening the show. Very apropos after <laughs> discussing Dark Side of the Ring. Um, and this is again, this is like sort of like both of them doing a fair bit of drugs and like barely being able to keep a job sort of era, unfortunately. Um Tammy's like trying to be sexy <laughs> and just so Candido okay. just called somebody a fat slob. Mm-hmm. Sorry to interrupt there. Okay. We went with my dad's friend, Lendl, who looked like Santa Claus. Okay. And uh, Lendl was like really giving all the wrestlers hell. And Candido just called Lendl a fat slob. Oh, there you go. So we were sitting front row uh, with hard cam behind us. Mm-hmm. So, so everybody see you at some point, but not much because you're behind the hard cam they took my sign away that did have derek's name on it oh wait so okay what was your sign um i i'm trying to remember what wrestler i would have had on the front but on the other side of the sign it definitely said derek's name mm. where i was gonna like get derek's name on tv and then they, they took it away from me you weren't allowed to have signs on there. there's me it's me down in the bottom right that little boy again <laughs> So, so it's you and your dad and Lendl? It's me, my dad, Lendl, and Lendl's son. God, and fucking Daphne. Daphne and Crowbar. Crowbar's still going at it. Um, So I'm curious, was, was it like hard to get your dad to like take you? Or was he, was your dad stoked or? So my dad, this is like such a rare occasion that we went somewhere on a weekday. Okay. My dad worked Monday through Saturday, so he had to be up like 4.30 in the morning every morning. So like him staying out on a weekday is like, I can name two times maybe that it happened. Once was for this. Once he took me to opening night of Ready to Rumble. <laughs> <laughs> so both WCW related. Both W. We were, yeah, we watched, he watched WCW with me. And I remember he, like, this was before like, you know, getting online and ordering tickets from Ticketmaster. So he went and drove to the venue in Springfield and like waited outside the venue for tickets. On the first day, I assume to get the front row. Oh yeah. And uh, I think there was a no camping out policy there. Mm. So basically they told you not to show up before a certain time. And he showed up around the time you were allowed and uh, everybody that was like in front of him up to a certain point, they're like, okay, everybody here front to this point, back of the line. And he was in like the first like 50 people and was <laughs> able to get front row tickets. Now, was there someone um, doing like an autograph signing? Because I feel like that was always WCW's thing was like, come to the box office and DDP is going to be signing autographs. If there was, my dad didn't mention it. Okay. <laughs> trying to see i feel like i i think i i kind of know where i'm sitting i remember crowbar getting thrown into the the barricade in front of us at Mm. one point so let's see this is this is a solid match by the way these two guys who probably wrestled each other on the northeast indies after this like 25 times 
man, yeah, I just keep seeing the back of my like. I think I've got on like a button up like Hawaiian shirt or something. It's very, very tan. <laughs> Were you so this is your your first wrestling show? There I am, right there. Goddamn, right on camera. Fat little boy with braces. Sorry, <laughs> go ahead. <laughs> no, I'm trying to look for exact I'm trying to trying to identify you there. I think part part of it is that um I think you've probably got a sharper image than I do set up here. So, uh, see, there was a classic, uh, dub like 90, I guess we're in 2000 now, but there was just a sign that's like, Hey, Zach and turd, but they wouldn't let you keep the Derek sign. No, they did. They didn't, wouldn't, they knew that he was a WWE guy. <laughs> <laughs> the security guard just quietly like, look, you, <sighs> I don't know how to break this to you, kid. Uh, your your buddy's gonna your buddy's gonna stick with the WWF. Uh, even <laughs> it's eventually it's gonna change its name. It's gonna put an E instead of the F. Why? Uh, something with pandas. Don't worry about it. <laughs> and uh, he's like, plus we know what he tweeted at Jericho, and I'm like, tweeted. <laughs> you guys are gonna start a. Uh, uh, well, how do I put this? It's called a podcast. It's basically like a radio show for wrestling. Are lots of people going to listen to it? I, I mean, a few. Um. <laughs> how do you how do you get one of those? I don't know. You're a white guy. They hand you microphones. That's what <laughs> happens. And uh, yeah, I mean, you guys are gonna you're gonna you're gonna you're gonna find lots of other wrestling, but somehow deep down inside, he's still gonna be WWF fan. Just letting you know, brother. So that's why I'm taking the sign from you. Man, I oh, was there's in a love with Daphne. I was so sad what happened to her. The Franken-Screamer. Great mm-hmm. name. Yeah, she was awesome. Oh. Candido uh, stealing um, Bigelow's greetings from Asbury Park there. a big headbutt there i i again i know you haven't seen a ton of candido but i actually think a match like that it's sort of uh it's a good representation of what he does and like again you can sort of see why like i don't know even just a few years later him working with people like i don't know like again like aj styles and whoever like it would have been i don't know he would have been awesome honestly for a thunder match (laughs) Like that was, that was not bad. Yeah. But, but I do think that, you know, at this time, like the people that were in WCW, we didn't see a lot of people you would hope to see at this show. No Hogan, right? Hogan, I believe at some point runs around the ring in like a run in. That's pretty good. for That's pretty good for Thunder. Like he was, it was a real in and out. (laughs) Who were you hoping to see at this point? Well, I mean, the NWO, uh, pretty much any one of the, you know, the top tier NWO. Sting would have been huge, which we do get. Um, Goldberg would have been huge. Mm. I think his monster truck was there, but no actual Goldberg. I mean, that's basically the same thing. Um, The cat, Ralphus. (laughs) 
You're here for everyone. Yeah. I, I, I definitely went to a Nitro uh, earlier in this year, and all I was hoping for was to see Shane Douglas, and I did not get that. I, I got a re- – the rest of the show was actually, I think, pr- it was okay. Um, and I think I actually got a main event that sort of surprisingly – was surprisingly good. I always forget what it is, but um, did not get to see Shane. Um, well, then this, uh, this security guard stopped you, who kind of seems like a little bit from the future, to let you know, don't worry – you're going to see Shane in a Buffalo Wild Wings parking lot <laughs> in West Virginia in 2023. Yeah, it's it's going to be it's going to be much more rich for you um because of that wait because you didn't get to see him in his prime. Um <laughs> so there's the cat. There's the cat. We've got uh he's Kimberly. looking just like Dennis Rodman. Yeah, he's going full on Rodman. Oh, Terry Funk's here. Terry Funk is going to have two matches tonight. Terry Funk carrying this episode of WCW on his back. <laughs> I hope the Funker's doing okay as well. But um, yeah, it's unclear. This is this is right after they did the thing where Bischoff and Russo came back together and like reset everything. This is like a month after that, maybe a little less even. Okay, the main storyline I remember going on during this point is the New Blood stuff. Right, I think that immediately comes out of that. They're like, look, the New Blood is going to fight the old guys. That's the story. Derek never let me live it down that during this time I thought Russo was like the coolest guy. (laughs) Which... We got got a Steiner and we got... um, Tank Abbott. Tank fucking Abbott. What was he? He used uh, UFC, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like early UFC. Mm-hmm. Oh, the Goldberg, <laughs> the Goldberg monster truck's Ooh. pulling up. Ominously driving up behind Rick Steiner. <laughs> I like the idea that Goldberg is driving that thing city to city. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> the, um... <laughs> the new blood hanging out with david flair and the i heart new york shirts for some reason oh i guess because they love russo (laughs) david flair is just like one of those like why did anyone think this was a good idea they gave him a lot of screen time back then. A ton. I Again, I really felt like that was like one of the things that turned me off from WCW was like, there's only so much David Flair anyone can handle. I think they were hoping for what happened with Charlotte. Right. That but worked the, out much the, big, better. Sharshar's got some abilities, though. Right. So this is, so it's Harlem Heat 2000. Which is Stevie Ray and Ahmed Johnson. <laughs> I did not remember that Ahmed Johnson was in this. It's it's easy to forget. His name what was, was his... Big, Big T. Big T. Yeah. See, like Booker T, but big. There's also an even larger man that's with them. At this point, was Booker T already in WWE? No, he wouldn't. He didn't. No, not until not until the end. Yeah, yeah, because he was the final main event, right? Right. He's he's with us all the way, all the way down the sinking ship. (laughs) 
trying to figure out who these other people are. Cash? I saw one was named Cash. Yeah, that's a thing. But which one which one is Cash? So Cash doesn't even have a cage match page. Jay Biggs was Clarence Mason, who was a manager also in WWF for a bit. At this point, would you say of the men in the ring that um, Jimmy Lloyd has had a more storied career than any of them? I mean, not. I mean, Terry Funk there. So, well, not not now that Funk's walking out with chickens. This, oh my god, this is all I. This is the only thing my dad remembers of the entire night. Was Terry Funk coming out with the chickens? <laughs> a fucking handicap hardcore match. Three on Funk. Um, but yeah, I mean, of the other guys, uh, I mean, Ahmed Johnson main evented some pay-per-views. Ahmed Johnson had a, a briefly storied career. Stevie Ray, he might even be a Hall of Famer at this point. That's GR true. Um, I I think I think Jimmy Lloyd's got one over Cash though. Sure. <laughs> In that again, Cash is so irrelevant to wrestling history, he doesn't have a cage match page. Do either of us have one? We should check. <laughs> We'll find out. We'll find out. Um, someday. Someday, if not. I love this ginger ref. Oh, yeah. What is his, what's his name? He seems like just a, just a, I don't know. It feels like a generic video game referee. <laughs> <laughs> There's a sign in the crowd that says Ray Lytle is fat. That is a local radio DJ who mm. was indeed he's a large man he i think opened the show actually oh uh he had a cover band in springfield called ray lytle and the itchy pickles definitely saw them a few times but now was this a long drive for you guys garrett was this like a a big night out or uh springfield's like an hour away all right so it's a long long trip yeah so like you know my dad had to stay up late that was a like later than he would have stayed up if he were at home, and now he has an hour drive. But I think he had a good time. He hasn't been to a wrestling show since, though. <laughs> Not a single one. Interesting. This is yeah. My dad only went to some indie shows with me around this time. He went, but he went to a decent number of them, and then many years later, he went to one more with me. Um, and since then, he's he's just given up. But I think if I asked him, if I was like, "Dad, can you come to this indie wrestling show with me?" He'd be like. Yeah, why not? You know what I should do, speaking of that? Uh, so they announced today that Hardway Heater is fighting John Wayne Murdoch. Okay. I should, my dad's retired now. I should get him to come down to Nashville, ride to Chattanooga with me, and go see Heater versus Murdoch in the chains. I would be very interested in your dad's take on this. I think he would just ask Heater too many questions about how much he got paid and why 
he did it for so little. <laughs> he do you really got to know your worth here? <laughs> um, oh, it looks like Harlem Heat 2000 might be imploding here. Oh no, the st- long storied history of Harlem Heat 2000. See a cash. You got to what see Terry weird... Funk wrestle. What, what, yeah. what was Terry Funk doing with his hands there? It looks like he was taking some things in. <laughs> what a weird storyline in WCW at all that Eric Bischoff wants to get the hardcore title off Terry Funk. Who cares? Who gives a shit? <laughs> oh, Vampiro just chilling in a graveyard. Oh, but he buy his t-shirt. Yeah, that's fine. I will say, um, I'm. It's interesting. You, you tell me driving back. I I realized I went to that Thunder, not Thunder, that Nitro, and it was at the the Nassau Coliseum in Long Island. And my buddy, I'm pretty sure I went with my buddy Sean and his dad, and they lived on Long Island. So I mean, Sean and I went to high school together. So presumably, we took the train to Long Island. His dad picked us up took us to the arena that that seems straightforward enough what i'm trying to remember is how i got home (laughs) like did i take the train did sean's dad have to like drive me all the way to queens was he that nice a guy who was like i'll I'll drive this kid all the way from the nassau coliseum out to like flushing i don't know i'm curious like how old were you uh i would have been 16 almost 17 okay i mean that's maybe old enough to ride the train alone huh at like 10 o'clock that... at night, though, I guess. I mean, well, might have been. See, I was like, that would have terrified me. I had never been to a real city by myself at 16. Like, I'll be honest, when I went to New York for the first time, like, how old would I have been? I mean, I guess I probably would have been in my late 20s. <laughs> Early 30s. Like, I was like uh, nervous to take the train. <laughs> not so bad guys not so bad no it was it wasn't so bad yeah um, and you know what central park wasn't as scary as it is in home alone 2 it's not a, not at all so home alone 2 it's really based on 80s central park i think you know it's not it's not really real life at that point at this point especially at this point i don't know how is it how is it to watch this interview with vampiro in the uh in the crowd i was probably pretty stoked but honestly at this point i remember there being a lot of nitro girl stuff at this show mm. like Presumably, I, right all the all the all the commercials right oh vampiro's got a bird interesting that's exciting um but so so you were you would i mean you were at this point a teenage boy i'm sure seeing the nitro girls dance was you know exciting Oh, I, I don't know if I had ever seen a sexier lady in my life, in real life at this point. How did your dad feel about the Nitro Girls? Uh, I never asked him. We never, mm. I don't know, that's not something we would have talked about. Like, we never had, like, birds and bees talks and uh, isn't she a looker talks. Oh, interesting. So he wouldn't have been like, oh, man, that's a. That redheaded nitro girl, that's a that's a good looking lady. Don't tell your mom. Don't tell your mom. What's funny is I definitely was sitting there front row with a disposable camera 
and probably took multiple pictures of Nitro Girls. And do he, you have those pictures? They have to be somewhere. I would. Oh, yeah. oh, I have to. I have to go back and find these photos. They have to be somewhere in my house. I really need to see those now. Um, for those wondering why we're not talking, I mean, again, just Vampiro and a bird for a while. Now Sting's beating up Vampiro. I mean, this is so much talking. This is a really, really long segment. Why was this show two hours? Unclear. Oh man, you were so far ahead. Oh, okay. Sorry. I just got to Sting beating up. <laughs> it's um. I will say so. So we did watch a little bit of wrestling this week. Uh, you and I. Um, I watched. You did Garrett's like I watched no wrestling this week. Did you watch Dynamite? No. <laughs> oh, jeez. Okay. This has been a this was a busy week. I saw zero wrestling. The wrestling I've seen this week is what I am currently watching, uh, which is the the best wrestling I've ever seen. And what what did you watch? I did watch a little bit. So I watched a little bit of the New Japan show from Saturday, which was very much like just like kind of a house show. Um, but I just happened to be up early in the morning on Saturday and was like, I'll, I'll throw on some New Japan. I'm kind of curious to uh, to see. I think they were going to announce the G1 blocks. And they ended up announcing like a bunch of the matches too. Um, so I was just kind of curious about that. So I watched a little bit. Um, not much to say. I, I did kind of try to watch the, the, the new bullet club guys. Um, and I will say that Maloney and Clark Connors seem pretty decent together, but Coughlin and kid were really boring. Oh, um, no. yeah. Connors and Maloney had some fun double team moves. They had like a, like a spear version of a double goozle or an, a total elimination. That was pretty cool. Um, and they seemed like they're, they seem like they're a solid junior tag team. That seems I mean, like where we're at with them. From the first time I saw Clark, which was at that awful New Japan show in Nashville, he was just a, a young boy, but he was very clearly the standout of the entire night. Um, the most, so the most interesting thing about the blocks here, the one, what we were all interested in, right, was where's Eddie Kingston going, and uh, so Eddie's, it's not bad. Eddie's, Eddie's got some he's got ishi he's got tamatanga he's got shingo he's got hanari all of those should be good we do have to watch eddie wrestle david finley and uh and evil and david flair <laughs> uh no that's that's mikey nichols that's not david flair i i, I think <laughs> nichols at least nichols at least knows how to throw a drop kick um Fucking Lash LaRue. Yeah, what is he doing here? Unclear. Why is his he's got he's got like neon green camo. Did you own any camo at, at any point in, in this period, Garrett? I did not. Maybe a camo bucket head, actually, and I'm oh. I'm I'm being <laughs> You're like, look, I've got Lash Lash LaRue tossed me his camo bucket hat. <laughs> and I've been wearing it ever since. <laughs> yeah, it's so his Lash name Leroux is Sean Stasiak. But his name is Corporal Cajun now. 
He says from here on out that you'll refer to me as that. Yeah, he um yeah, he's Corporal Cajun because he's part of uh what's his name's group? The you uh, Morris's group. The Misfits in Action. Yeah. Good lord. Um, okay, another thing from New Japan that was announced. Well, wait, I think but, today. But do we recall? Oh. We're talking about t- our teenagers. Do you recall what View Morris's name was at this point? Like his WCW name? Yes. No. General U G Rection. God damn it! This really was aimed at teenage boys, Garrett, and only teenage boys. I can just picture my dad like putting his hand over his eyes and shaking his head. <laughs> so wait, new, but new Japan. Yeah. So, I mean, I'm excited for Eddie, the, the rest of the blocks. There's again, I, I feel like there's, I, I don't like these eight person blocks. There's just, you end up losing a lot of like good matches. I'm really interested. Okada's at least got Taichi, Kenta, great Okan, Osprey and Phantasmo in his block. That should be pretty fun. And the A block's got a lot of the younger guys, and there's some interesting stuff there, potentially. Um, with Sonata, it's like Sonata, Chase Owens, and then a bunch of debuting guys. Hikileo, Ren Narita, Shooter, Yodosuji, Gabe Kidd, and the guy from Noah, Kiyomiya. So that's at least kind of interesting. But um, but yeah, so what a, sorry. Well, let's, let's I was going to say, what about the other, big, the other big announcement today? Despy's partner. Oh, well, that's that's very exciting. So, well, is it? I don't know if they've officially confirmed it yet. Is it really not? I thought that that was. I had just assumed that meant uh, June Kasai to New Japan confirmed. I I don't think they've like officially said it yet, but he does. He he does. It does seem like Despy is asking him to be his partner, and then Kasai says something, and Despy says Arigato. Which I don't know a lot of Japanese, but I'm pretty sure that means thank you, and <laughs> is an indication that the answer was positive. So yeah, so July fourth, Despy and June Kasai against Mox and Homicide and Cork and Hall. Um, if you're Mox, is there any better way to spend the Fourth of July than bleeding in a foreign country? Can you imagine when he's explaining to Renee who he's going to go hang out with? He's like, I don't know. I'm hanging out with this guy named June. And she's like, June, that's like a pretty soft name. Like that's uh, that guy's probably he's like, he's like, maybe, maybe don't Google him. And she's like, well, I'm definitely Googling him. <laughs> and she's like, what do you do? What is that? He's like, that is definitely not a knife board. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just doing, I'm just doing some woodworking around the house it's uh it's nothing i asked him to be the kid's god the godfather Uh, how old is he Uh, somewhere between 20 and 100 i don't know i have i actually actually how old is june kasai that is so it seems like the story here is that sean stasiak is like Kurt Hennig's protege is that a thing because he just did the perfect flex yeah that's interesting he's 48 okay that look that's a that's about right what a group this is here we got we got Van Hammer and Mr. Rection 
And uh, <laughs> what 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 a group! Where's Mister Erection at now? I don't know. Is he still in trouble? Because he beat up Enzo and got fired. Yeah, I think I think he's. I don't think he ever got brought back. You got to. You know, you got to do something real wrong when Vince is like, uh, "You're gone for good." I'm sorry. Um, but yeah, I, I, if there's, a, if there's ever been a good way to, a better way to spend the 4th of July, I've, I haven't heard of it. So I'm, I'm quite excited to be just to waking up early on the 4th of July to watch Despy and, and Mox go at each other. Um, yeah, that plus that plus GCW backyard. What a, what a 4th of July of wrestling. Oh, I did. I forgot we get that again. That's the, honestly, the greatest the greatest tradition. I love that that's, that's a thing every year now. Um, something I did forget to mention. So when we started recording this, um, there was a little bit like we had to take a, a pause and I was off to the side waiting for 30 minutes or so. How long do you think I was there, Chris? I, it, it was a while. Sometimes sometimes folks, we have children and, and kids step into so. Things happen. But what I ended up doing for that whole 30 to 40 minutes was watching Mark Wahlberg's reels on um, Instagram. I've become very obsessed with Mark Wahlberg on Instagram. There's nobody more serious. Uh, I love the ones where he's praying. Those are the ones I can't get enough of. He uh, kisses the cross twice as if it's a person and he's kissing both cheeks. And he always lets you know to stay prayed up. And he seems like the least self-aware man in the entire world. He blinded a guy in the 90s, almost killed him. And, uh, <laughs> you know, now he has to go to church. Well, that seems pretty he's, self-aware. If there ends up being a heaven, he's going to be real fucking surprised when he doesn't get in. What do you mean I don't get in? Mm-hmm. I prayed it up every Sunday. I said hi to your mother, the Virgin <laughs> Mary. You tried to fuck her, asshole. What she was coming on to me. (laughs) All right, so we got Rhonda Singh in this match. I don't remember. So I don't remember her as a wrestler here. I really only remember her from this night. And it's like a a punishment against Miss Elizabeth, I think, right? I believe so. Rhonda passes away like a year after this, actually. Interestingly, I thought she was wrestling in ICW now. No, she had a. She and she wrestled all over the world. She wrestled in Japan and uh, Stampede. Um, she worked in Puerto Rico. Storied career, you know, once again, better than Jimmy Lloyd. Very much. She briefly was in. Okay, she was briefly in the WWF in 95. Oh, Bertha Faye. She was Bertha Faye in the WWF. That's... Um, Had there, yeah, there been... Did Elizabeth wrestle very often or at all? Very little. Um, but she's swinging chairs here at this point, so apparently that makes her... I mean, she's got to wrestle. Um, briefly a contender... Oh, and she was apparently a Nitro girl very briefly. Uh, she took a break from wrestling. Oh. 
passed away from a heart attack, unfortunately. That's unfortunate. It's really crazy that I keep getting to see these shots of like me and my dad when I was 13 <laughs> from behind. It is one of the weird things, yeah, about like watching because like there's some, yeah some of the other shows and we'll we'll take a look at some of them at some point. Like you can see me and my dad and I'm like 18, but just like it's just weird. I don't know. Is it a positive? Like I mean, it sounds like it sounds like it's like part of like the fabric of your relationship. Is that you guys watch WCW together? I had yeah. I mean WCW was big for me. I mean, it was the reason uh, my bedtime got extended hmm. because I uh, because of WCW. I was allowed to stay up until it was over. They wouldn't let you stay up until 10? Before this? Oh, maybe 11 for Nitro, you're saying. Well, it would have been a couple years prior to that, too, to okay. being 13. Like, Because this is like the end of WCW, right? Like True. W- yeah, this we're getting towards the end. We're in the last year here. So I would have been 13 here, but I had definitely been watching for, honestly, probably since the beginning of WCW. Of like Nitro? Yeah, I remember watching Nitro like pretty consistently while it was on. Like, this was a big moment of the night, too. Lex Luger getting between Rhonda and Miss Elizabeth. I mean, he was the most famous person we had seen at this point That's of the main fair. roster. <laughs> You're not really, this is, this is kind of very much like you're at an, a rampage taping at this point. Oh, for, for sure. Almost. Yep. Him giving this, this lady, the, the torture rack highlight of the night up to this point. Oh, and we got Chuck Palumbo coming out with a bat. Baseball bats were cool back then, you know? Oh. It's just aw- it, it's just awkward knowing how it ended to see Elizabeth and Lex embracing. Yeah. It's so weird, too, that, like, even at the time, I remember thinking, like, I don't understand how she won this match. When Lex Luger came in and beat this woman for her. This was a real, there was no logic to the things that were happening in the ring. It's very Vince Russo. Bro, 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 bro. Chuck Palumbo's going to steal her. It's going to be fine. You see that? You see that little fat kid in the front row? He looks happy. What, What more do you need? This is who we're doing it for. We're doing it for that boy. Was the crowd like excited? Over the over the court at this point in the evening, right? Is, is the crowd like stoked or is it kind of? I remember kind of happy to be there. I think everybody was excited that something was in Springfield because mm. it was. I mean, it's the state capital, but not a lot happens there. You don't get like many sporting events or concerts or. I mean, other than the state fair, I feel like not a lot happens there throughout the year. So it's a big. That's why that's why WCW is coming through with Thunder in two thousand. Absolutely, and I mean they're going Derek to places saw... where people are just happy to see them. Yes. Oh, yeah. oh, this was the perfect size venue, the perfect city to bring WCW at this point. Now, someone just had a sign in the crowd that said "I love New York," which is great. Uh, 
You're such a such a heel. Such a coastal elite heel. <laughs> Me and Vince Russo. Um we talk the same we've got the same outlook on things. Just me in the front row, my braces looking at Vince Russo right now, just like, God, he's cool. <laughs> Not even knowing that he's writing this shit. <laughs> oh, wow. You, so you weren't, you weren't aware that he was like Vince Russo, the writer at this point? No, I mean, at this point, as far as wrestling goes, I would only know what's on the screen. Like, I never, like, if there was online things happening at this point, I never saw that. Unless it was in, like, WWF magazine. Or, gotcha. So that's an interesting get difference because, like, at this by this point, I was seventeen. I was very online, so like, I remember it was like a big deal when Russo went to WCW, and it really actually did spike ratings in the fall of '99 briefly because people were like, "Oh shit, this guy did all the fun, cool stuff. This is going to be awesome." And then three weeks in, everyone's like, "I don't. I think this guy might be insane. I don't." <laughs> it's unclear what's going on here. And then he left and WCW got very boring. Like super boring. Like that's that's kind of the thing that was happening like before he and Bischoff came back cuz there's 3 months that are booked by Kevin Sullivan that are just wretched. That's when I went. Like nothing's happening in the show. And WWF is just beating the crap out of them. Like on like the other channel, it's like trips and stephanie and they're like and they're fighting cactus jack and they're having all these wild matches with like the best wrestlers in the world and it's like yeah this is a good show on the other channel like they're like here's a 10 minute prince ikea match and you're like i i'm gonna stick with it i because i had given up i might have told the story before i kind of gave up on i was a wcw guy really in 98 99 because yeah i'm a brett guy Right, Montreal screw job. I was like, screw that. I didn't buy a WCW pay per view between a w, sorry WWF pay per view between uh, Survivor Series '97 and Royal Rumble 2000. At which point, oh wow, Triple H and Cactus Jack in a street fight. I was like, this looks pretty good. I also hear Taz might show up. I'm <laughs> in. Dudley Boys are in a tables match. This is this sounds great. And I watched that show and I was like, I. Yeah, I'm not going back. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) I like really, and I think it's again, it's right there that like the radicals jump and it was like really much, it was like, this is over for me. And I think a lot of people like the ratings, like just that's the gap start getting really, really big at that point because people are just like, yeah, this is like, I mean, that's, I think, I still think 2000, especially the first like seven eight months is like one of the better stretches of like a pro wrestling show ever like it's they're just consistently and there's some missteps there and you can quibble and make some comments but like they are super hot on on the other side of the channel um at this point and it's the show is really really good really consistently man i think i stopped watching wrestling around the time that wcw ended which would have been a good time to get out because i mean that's a 2001 wwf is not exactly nearly as good as 2000 wwf i would have been a freshman in high school i think i was getting more into music and 
finding different interests in the TV show that I'd been watching since, I mean, what year did it start? I mean, Nitro starts in fall of 95. So even if you picked it up later, maybe 96 or something like that. Or Yeah. So I'd been watching since then and gave it up my freshman year of high school and didn't watch again until I was in my 20s. Was the NWO like already a thing when you started watching? No, because I remember them forming. Okay, so you're so yeah, it had to be again at the latest early '96 at that point. Interesting. So yeah, but but that's part of it, I guess, is that I had the gap. I had my gap, my first gap at least, between when I was like ten, eleven, and and like that mid '96 when I came back. I was like. Oh, I hear this is really good now. Um, when do you think our next gap is going to be? What do we get into at uh, <laughs> it, it, this state in our life that we quit watching wrestling? And when will that be? See, I, I kind of think there's just there's just too much of it now, and it's all accessible. And I'm not sure we'll ever like have a full gap ever again. Just because, like, even if we're just not watching current wrestling, I mean. I don't know. There's just too much stuff. And even then, it's like, I'll probably watch something. Um, just FYI here. So, uh, Arn Anderson has come out at this point. I know we've abandoned the show at this point, but David Flair and Vince Russo were talking for a while. But Arn Anderson is out here. Mouth, very clean. Not a single bit of blood covering it. Not yet. Give it a second. <laughs> I love these Arn Anderson glasses. It's a good look for him. For some reason, it works for him, not many other people, but it just really works for Arn. Like, those are probably close to the glasses my dad wore at this time. So, like, he is just he is just Midwest dad right now in the ring. In the Midwest. He's in the heartland. Your dad at the same time also wearing a short sleeve button-down shirt tucked into light denim. Fuck, he really might. If we get a good look at him, we'll find out. <laughs> he's just watching Arn. He's just like, this guy's relatable. Do you think do you think you've made your dad more or less proud than Brock Anderson has made his? <laughs> um I mean Brock is Probably less. God damn it. He like he's still on dark. I mean you you didn't try your dad's family business, but like you know, Brock did and he's he's kind of failing at it. I don't I don't know. I I feel like long term that's gonna be that's gonna be a darker scenario. Yeah, this is, I mean, how, again, how are you feeling like watching like a long promo like this just mid when you've seen like no good matches at this point, other than I guess Candido and Crowbar? I think it's funny that it looked basically what's happening in the ring right now looks like a dad yelling at a PacSun employee. Like, (laughs) (laughs) you are going to give me a refund. My son's. My son's Atticus shirt had a hole already in it, and you're not going to tell me that we did that. 
Vince Russo is the manager. Bro, bro, you're not getting a refund. You're getting a store credit <laughs> at best. Bro. I am going to shove my foot so far up your ass. Yeah, get it. Oh, go ahead, bro. Give it a try. Give it a try. I will bite your finger off. No way you're doing that. I did it. I did it. I bit, I bit the finger off a dinosaur once. <laughs> and they're like, what? And then the, the security guard who is like basically the fortune teller is like, it's true. <laughs> I can't get over David Flair. Like, David Flair is truly wearing a shirt from Back Sun. Like, I'm pretty sure O'Neal was like a surf or skate brand at the time. Yeah. Um. So did you watch, I mean, did you watch any of the, uh, I was watching uh, a little bit of old All Japan this week. Did you watch that, like, Masawa Saruta match? I didn't. No, it's good. It's I'm, not, I mean, not the, not the best one, but so... As we mentioned, we've been working our way through like this walking the King's Road series on YouTube. And uh this this last one that we got to was about um Jumbo Saruda nineteen ninety two, which is Jumbo's last year as a wrestler, as like as a top wrestler. Um, because he ends up getting hepatitis and that sort of slowly drains him and unfortunate. A lot of a lot of you talk you start talking about wrestling from the nineties and it it just starts getting it just starts getting sad, but it um, sounds like a terrible storyline. I, I wish, wish it was a storyline. <laughs> I wish that took more wrestlers out like during this time, like where just guys is eh, another hepatitis. <laughs> so the, um, Oh, that's a shoot hepatitis. It's a shoot hepatitis. It's not it's a, a shoot hepatitis. Yeah. Um, the interesting thing that I was thinking about though, is like, he's again, his whole thing in the last, in, in like 90, 91, 92, is that he's a dick to the young boys, right? His whole thing is like, screw you, Misawa, screw you, Kawada, screw you, Kabashi. You'll never beat me. I'm better than you. Uh, and I'm going to rub it in your face, which is basically Okada's character right now. Like Okada's character is basically like, screw you, young boys. You got to earn this. Um, and it's kind of interesting to watch, like watching the parallels here. Oh, Hogan, here comes Hogan. He just got out of a limo wearing a, a black bandana it's he looks like he's ready for court so are you telling me that okada's gonna get hepatitis i hope not i'm hoping this works out better for okada than it did for jumbo but i it, it is an interesting parallel that okada's gotten to this point where now he's just like he's he's just screwing around he's just like wants to you know make them make them earn it well, you know, Jumbo got hepatitis because, like, he was fucking with those young boys, and one that was their wish on their birthday candles. <laughs> Okada needs to learn to be a nicer guy again. You gotta be careful. You gotta be careful. Like, I get that you're very good, Rainmaker, but It's crazy that Terry Funk wants the belt this bad. <laughs> like he had to travel to Springfield and like, I don't even know that you can fly into Springfield. I'm trying to think like where he would have had to fly in to get to this show. Like this isn't. <laughs> it's a good question. Well, where oh, were hell they? Yeah. Oh, wait, no. I thought Kevin Nash was coming out. Who the hell is this? Oh, this Chuck Palumbo. 
the main event Chuck Palumbo with a workout bar. The, the, the main event, aka the mid card. The mid card of a thunder in a, a sea town. <laughs> hey, hey, Garrett. You guys might have been a a B town. Just because it's the capital doesn't mean anything. So I'm looking. They were in St. Louis for nitros. They probably drove from St. Louis to Springfield, right? That sounds okay. That's doable. That's yeah. My dad. St. Louis was too far to go on a Monday. Now it looks like it looks like they taped an episode of Worldwide alongside this. Was this before? Really? Was that before or after? What the hell was Worldwide? Worldwide was the like the the WWF superstars. It was the syndicated show that was at this point really far down the totem pole. Do you here see the, a card for that? Yeah, here are the matches we got. Kurt Hennig beat Chris Harris. Rick Steiner and Tank Abbott beat Ashley Hudson and Corey Williams. Corey with a K. Is, Ashley is a lady. I think it's a man. Um and if there's any question about that, Rick Steiner is going to be quite mad. Um, and Ernest Miller beat. <laughs> took you a second there. Um, and Ernest Miller beat T.W. Douglas. I have no. I feel like I do kind of remember seeing Tank Abbott vaguely, but no, I couldn't tell you. They would have had to have filmed that before, right? I guess there's yeah, no way they're showing a sting at the end of the night and then being like, and now here's tank Abbott versus Ashley. These do seem like warm up matches. I'm with you. Literally. The only thing I remember before the show was Ray Lytle from WQLZ coming on and him being, a, him being very large. Maybe you got there too late. Maybe they happened before. That's entirely possible, too. I know that uh, when we got there, my dad would not let me get the slap nut shirt. Really, oh. really wanted that slap nut shirt. Yeah, ter- by the way, say, Terry Funk working harder than pretty much everyone else in the show, taking that bump through a table. <laughs> like, Fun- Funk just gave you more than everyone else had given you on the entire show. Other than maybe Chris Candido and Crowbar. That was like that was like a legitimate real match at the beginning, though. Right. That's definitely by far the best thing you've seen, and we are we're really getting into the show at this point. We're on oh our Lord. second Terry Funk match. This show had far too much talking. You you mentioned before that like Terry Funk wrestled twice on the show that you went to, and I know I believed you, but somehow seeing it is weirder. <laughs> like I knew you weren't lying to me, like being like, "Oh man." Terry Funk wrestled twice and it's like yeah no there's a record of that there's two different Terry Funk matches but the fact that he wrestled again three guys one of whom is so irrelevant that he doesn't have a cage match page and now Chuck Palumbo and it seems like this might be the better of the two matches but I only remembered the first one because he came out with the chickens this is definitely better but also not great um, no, 
But like literally two and a half years before this, he was the ECW world champion. Two years before this, he was the WWF tag team champion. And here he is fighting Chuck Palumbo backstage. Who do you think Funker rode with to get from St. Louis to Springfield? Um, I'm guessing he and Arn doubled up here. Okay, you think they're pals? Like, they definitely were the... I think they were having a good time in the car, having some brewskis. Some uh, road sodies. <laughs> yeah. Arn, Arn was... Uh, there was a there's a gas station um attendant named named Corey and uh Arn bit his finger off. <laughs> he was like, Let me let me see, what's that on your finger? What, what oh and he just he just, he just <laughs> chomps down, <laughs> yanked the finger off. Oh, they're fighting outside. This seems unfortunate for you, Garrett. Again, this is the best match that's happened in at least an hour on the show. And now you actually can't see the match. You're watching TV cameras. Yeah. yeah, yeah. That, um, you know, this is the kind of shit that should happen in Springfield. It's But when you look back at the uh, the house shows that Derek saw in Springfield, like he got all the A-listers. Like, he, I remember he has a lot of pictures of, you know, like Benoit and Triple H and Ric Flair and... I guess, though, it's because it's probably, like, between, it's, like, they were doing, like, you know, Raw in, like, St. Louis and SmackDown in Chicago or something. And it was, like, oh, like, Springfield's close enough. We'll take everyone. Uh, for sure. Um, <laughs> uh, Terry Funk just pinned Chuck Palumbo in, like, a trash <laughs> compactor? Ch- uh, Terry Funk, I don't know if you noticed, he he has a little color. He busted open a love handle. <laughs> and I'm not just, that's not a joke. He was bleeding a little bit on a love handle. I like that Lex is just wandering around, no shirt and khaki pants. He looks like he should have a puka shell necklace on. <laughs> you amazed by who? Wait, security did this? <laughs> Just off One camera of- and off this like a, I like that it's like it's like a POV of the Macer. <laughs> this was see, I would play a video game where the only objective is to run around an arena, find Lex Luger and mace him. This was actually this was actually part of the storyline mode in WCW Backstage Assault. You're Vince Russo. And you need to uh <laughs> You need to mace Lex Luger. I'm pretty sure one of those security guards were the ones that took my sign. Oh, bastards. Who's with Hogan? Well, that's Horace that Horace? Hogan. Yeah, it's Horace. I remember him looking actually worse than this. <laughs> I'm, t- I'm dead serious. In my mind... Horace Hogan at this time was at least 25 years older than that. <laughs> oh, who do we got here? I remember. Yeah, we, we get a big sexy uh, in the ring segment. Okay. He doesn't We're wrestle. Talking. We're talking. We do get Ralphus and Norman Smiley outside. 
God damn it. I don't remember if Kevin Nash says a word. He is walking. Okay, I was probably pretty excited at this point. I did really like Billy Kidman. That's reasonable. He's got Tori at this point. He did a flip. I feel like there weren't a ton of guys that did a flip back then. It's true. That was as a kid, that was exciting. Was it called the Seven Year Itch? Was like yes. his shooting star press. That's that's great. Oh, we got other people with him. We got Conan, Ray, unmasked Ray. Is that that's not Scott Steiner, is it? Oh, we got more talking. Is that is Hoovy in the ring? Is that that's who I'm Hoovy? Yeah, Hoovy and Ray. Yeah, that's Ray, kind of looking like Scott Steiner, <laughs> just way shorter. Scott would be so sad if you thought he was that short. They have the same the blonde hair, the short blonde hair. I kind of tried that look too, like the really short, flat blonde hair. Like not blonde, but I tried the really short, oh. flat hair for like a month, and I kind of liked it. And uh, my my female friends were like, "Chris, you're gonna you're gonna want to change that." And I was like, "But it's easy in the morning. I just comb it forward. It's cool, and it's cool. It's like the George Clooney." And my friends were like, "Chris, you 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 want to talk to girls, and you want them to talk to you, right?" And I was like, <laughs> "Yes." Like, just go back to what you're doing before. I mean, it wasn't. I mean, it wasn't great, but I mean, this is it's better than this. I'm like, okay, okay. See, I, we all make those mistakes. Like in college for at least a year, I had hair down to my shoulders and a very big beard. And uh, that was doing me no favors. And at that time, I was probably also wearing a lot of Rob Zombie t-shirts. Mm. So basically what I was saying with my appearance was stay away from me. <laughs> uh, I have no interest in talking to you. I did have interest, though. I just looked bad. <laughs> So, okay, so our match here is Horace against Billy Kidman, which is, again, I'm, I'm sorry, um, <laughs> Garrett, this is, this is what they tried to entertain you with. Wait, Horace isn't is at it least Horace? moving quickly. I thought on cage match, it said it was a, a handicap match, like all of them against Horace. Maybe it becomes that. Okay, the rules are changing right now. Yeah. No DQ. The the line cage match describes it says Horace will be fired if he loses four on one handicap falls kind anywhere Texas death I quit match, which is admittedly at least sort of clever. Although again, if this was such a good idea, probably shouldn't have burned it on a thunder in. I'm sorry, Garrett Springfield. <laughs> Is this as unwatchable as it seemed like it was going to be? I feel like we're getting kind of the exact show we remember Thunder being. This is exact. I mean, see, there's a couple. I think there's a couple of eras of Thunder because there's an era of Thunder in like 99 where they're just like, uh, whatever. 
it's a 15 minute Benoit match. And it's like, it's not a good television show, but it's at least like, like occasionally the matches are good. Like if you're going through the thunder, like I, I went through, um, facts. And I always talk about, we read so much Scott Keith and he, he did a lot of thunder reviews. And at some point I like went through and a case, like every episode or two, you'll find like, Oh wow. That's a pretty good wrestling match on there. Whereas I feel like at this point in 2000, they're just throwing shit at the wall. And so it's like, it's like crash TV fast, but like without the top guys and just worse. Like it's not nitro, but like it's the same as nitro, but worse. When you said throwing shit at the wall, you mean throwing Horace Hogan at the wall? Yes, it's exactly. I mean, at least Horace seems very motivated here. Much more so than like every other WCW moment I recall of him. He's getting a lot of TV time, though. That's pretty good. Yeah. I just I'm, you know what else is on this channel back then? Atlanta Braves baseball games. <laughs> That's the only thing else that aired on this channel. Chris Statlander, currently the champion of this channel specifically. That's very exciting. Yeah. So you've got her shirt on. I've got her. Sh- I, 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 I had purchased I, I, right before she got hurt. I, it felt like she, this was this shirt had been waiting for its right moment. Now, <laughs> Chris Stat is uh, is back. She's healthy, and uh, she's a champ. So I like that on a on a Wednesday night in Springfield, Billy Kidman isn't doing the seven year itch. He will do an elbow drop from the top rope, and that is the high flying you get for the night. I do think, though, it's like part part of the issue with this era, right, is like everyone liked Billy Kidman. They wanted to see him succeed. But here they are putting him against Horace, who's just so much bigger than him. Like, Billy Kidman is probably, um, and, and he just got pinned by Horace, by the way, after a Death Valley driver, and they're going to overturn this, but really way to put over Kidman and make him seem strong is after all this interference, he loses to Horace. (laughs) Um, But like, I bet Kidman's like three inches taller and and 10 pounds heavier than like Adam Cole. I love that. One of the stipulations of this is Hogan has to stay in the back. (laughs) And that was a stipulation that Hogan put on it when he found out he had to go to Springfield. I'll do a pre-tape, brother, but <laughs> brother, I I ain't leaving catering, okay? Springfield Springfield gets twenty seconds of the Hulkster tops. <laughs> I was like the Bischoff is wearing like he's like he's got like a, a leather jacket, jeans, and like dad sneakers. Like he couldn't even bother to wear like boots or something with his leather jacket. Conan is a lot beefier than I remember him being. Big boy. Like, is he one of those guys that's like deceptively big? I think so, for sure. Yeah, I think he's a he's a bigger guy than you think. Because I've definitely seen him in person at like PWG and stuff, but you know, at that point, he's an older guy and a little more shrunken than than this. Mm. Is 
this is uh, Eric Bischoff there. What a camera shot here. He's just laying on the ground. Um, it's really just, I don't know, man. I, I really can't believe they did this to you. They made you, they made your poor dad, your poor dad drove an hour with you. He was tired the next day for work. He was so tired and he had to watch Horace Hogan. It just seems unfair. It just seems unfair to him. He's like, I love my son. But enough, somehow, enough to watch Horace Hogan. Oh, there's the Hulkster. He's coming out. He's got his formal bandana on. He's ready for court, just in case. What is FUMB? F-U New Blood. Oh. <laughs> He's actually the original member of Young, Dumb, and Broke. <laughs> I This is actually way more Hulkster than I remember seeing. Oh, he's hulking up on Bischoff, the chair. It's, I don't know. I you got some Hulkster. That's not so bad, but it's still it's still just so so Thunder. I don't know. I was and a big I'm, Thunder I'm, in Paradise guy, so even getting a, a glimpse at the Hulkster was a special moment. I I will say I definitely watched Thunder in Paradise after Nitro a bunch, and it is a television show. See, I don't remember the show. Is I remember the two movies. Oh. How many episodes are there? Of the te- yeah, it's just like a season. It's like twenty-two episodes or something. Oh man, the, you're missing out on those movies, man. Oh, especially that gotta, first one. Maybe I got to watch some Thunder in Paradise movie. By the way, I did just check Cage Match. The total amount of wrestling in the next, the rest of this show is under is barely over five minutes. Oh my god. That spread over now, three matches. This I very much remember what's about to happen here. Oh, man, more talking. I didn't remember all the talking. The talking isn't what stays with you when you go to a wrestling show. It's true. You know, that's part of the and it's one of the reasons I've sort of stayed away from like TV shows. And why I do I don't mind like I think Dynamite does a good job with it of not overdoing the talking. The only thing I remember from the very last Raw I ever went to was here in Nashville, and it was a talking segment. And it was when we found out that Jason Jordan was Kurt Angle's son. <laughs> and that, and we were lucky enough to get that right here in Music City. Whereas in this show, you're just getting so much Vince Russo. Who, again, though, you thought was really cool at this point. So maybe that I was thought- exciting. Both of these guys were equal cool. I don't know about that, Garrett. Kevin Nash. And nowadays, I, I'd hope you're thinking Nash is a little cooler than, than Vinny Rue. Yeah, well, now. But, I mean, 
look at Vince Russo's unibrow. He's got the pocket or the the wristwatch hanging from his neck. But he does just have a wristwatch hanging on a chain. That's interesting. That's a look. Hoovy's got a leather kangle. They missed him. What the fuck? Is 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 was Kevin Nash supposed to be in Carrie? Is this like a Well, they're the new blood. They were dropping blood on people at that time. Oh, okay. And I cool. do remember that hitting the ring and spraying all over us. And uh it got all in my dad's uh it got in Lindell's beard. And oh. he and he licked it and he I remember him shouting, It's pancake syrup. <laughs> <laughs> For those again, they, they basically they just dropped. I can see where it makes sense to me, in terms of that. They just dropped a bunch of stuff from the ceiling on Nash, and it did kind of look like it was pancake syrup. And Nash came all the way to Springfield, Illinois, to not speak a word and get sticky. Yes, and you paid money to watch Kevin Nash get sticky. Well, your my, dad did. My dad did. On your behalf. Oh, they're, Actually, they're somewhere, up a in this ha- somewhere in this house is my ticket stub from the show. I'll have to see how much this, how much front row cost in, in 2000. It is interesting at the idea of how much they were charging you to be, to be present for this. Arn Anderson dressed like Jerry Flynn here. He's pretty fit. Yeah, I like, mean, I, I guess he was still in shape at this point. He just, you know, he he screwed up his neck. You know, when he takes off that that denim shirt and the the like Unabomber glasses, <laughs> still looks like Arn. God, new blood are in every match. I mean, that's the whole show. It's basically it's new blood. This new blood versus, um. It, that's the weird thing about it. It's just it's just way too much of one angle. It just does not like there's just too much of it. I can't believe there's 15 more minutes. It is hard to believe. It's hard uh to that believe. sign said Jurassic slap ass. Does that mean anything to you? I mean, slap at is that slap ass sounds like slap nuts. Jurassic. Oh, oh, it's um. Again, it's a sign, right? Uh, Jurassic slap ass is Luchasaurus. <laughs> and it's about it's a warning. It's a warning for Arn. That the dinosaur is going to join Jeff Jarrett? Yep. Jurassic Slapnuts? Yeah, you're going to fight the dinosaur eventually, Arn. I also, I can't believe they're bringing Arn Anderson out of retirement and he's wrestling on a thunder. I guess that's pretty cool. You got to see, like, this had to be, like, basically Arn Anderson's, like, last match. I love that the pancake syrup is still dripping and there's a big puddle of it in the middle of the ring. Like, they've clearly changed the mat. But the shit is dripping from the sky, and it's all over Arn Anderson's back right now. 
This is Arn Anderson oh, next week after this. Also a two-minute, uh, uh, under two-minute match. Arn and Rick against Crowbar and David Flair. But this is the next to last recorded Arn Anderson match ever. Are you, you kidding me? It. Next to last, yeah. He was retired at this point. He'd been retired for since 96 at this point, yeah. Hell yeah, I got a, I, man, yeah, got a spine buster. He's real sticky here. You're right. His his ass is just sticky. What are you on your period on? Oh, don't hit Daphne, Arn. You're better than that. Oh, but she's not. Hit him right in the dick. Oh, and he's going for the figure four. He's knocked him out. He's putting him in the figure four. But also, they just threw the rep out of the ring. I don't know why they did that. He just... David looked dead behind his eyes. Yes. There was just like... He was just a charisma black hole. Ooh, Arn busted open from whatever they hit him with there. Was he busted or did he just roll in the puddle? It might have been the puddle. That's fair. He might have just rolled in the puddle. I mean, there's a blast. Teletubbies. That is not something I had thought about. Thank God the Teletubbies were not a thing once we became parents, Garrett. I don't know. There's probably stuff worse now. I mean, there's always terrible stuff out there, but Teletubbies seem really bad. That is a special level of dog shit. I am. I have had it with the the New York vignettes. I'm sorry. Oh, what the hell did they break over his head? Oh, it was a glass statue of the Statue of Liberty. They might actually be busted <laughs> open. Oh my god, and now we gotta watch Rick's wait. So Rick Steiner's coming out. Is he coming out with Tank Abbott? Is this He's coming out with Tank Abbott? This is I, I don't even know where we're going here at this point. I regret having gone to this now for this moment. Having to sit here and rewatch it. <laughs> you should call your dad for Father's Day and just be like, Dad, I'm sorry. Do you know how many things I've had to apologize to him for? Like that kind of stuff? Like, like, um, oh, cool. Goldberg running over stuff. Um, I'm trying to think, just like him taking me. I feel like there's just been a handful of movies that like I'll rewatch as an adult and then immediately call my dad and apologize. One of which was ready to rumble. <laughs> oh yeah. That's a, that's a good point. That's definitely, that's definitely a strong apology. I, I think you got to apologize to this one. Though, Gary. This is pretty bad. I, I can't believe this is a like, show that you made your dad sit through. 
My dad had to go to Springfield twice for this. He had to go wait in a line to buy a ticket so that we could watch a Rick Steiner talking segment. Yeah. Yeah. He did. He did. Fuck. That's love right there, Garrett. It is. If you ever, if you ever doubt that, you're like, oh, I don't know. It's like, no, my dad loves me. He went and drove to Springfield, Illinois to buy a ticket for me to watch Rick Steiner talk. Do you think your dad knew what he was getting into in terms of the quality of thunder at this point? See, I have fond memories of watching Nitro with him. Right. But I don't know if I have a single thunder memory other than (laughs) this one. Um, He had to have known it was a B show going in. He had to be like, I'm, I'm taking, well, like, you know, I'm, I am taking Maddie to, uh, I think I'm going to uh, finalize yet, but I think I'm taking Maddie to the Newark, like dynam, uh, not, 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 not a dynamite importantly, ROH slash collision show. And, um, I, I'm pretty aware I'm, I'm not getting the best possible AEW show that night. I'm really mostly just hoping that it turns out Aussie Open is working like the ROH shows, and that means they'll be there. And she'll be happy to see them. And everything else will just be a bonus. Collision might be okay, right? Like, Collision if they might. Are... If they, they, yeah, there's a chance Collision's going to be good. I'm with you on that. It, it is a weird thing to have, though. I don't know. Because it, it's CM Punk in most of the people who have had problems backstage. Right. Well, I, I am FTR. And so FTR officially, that is going to be there. Yeah, they're going to be on that because they're they're punks guys, right? So they, they're literally selling a CM FTR shirt right now. So, I mean, it looks like Bullet Club Gold might be on there. Um, is it exclusive though? Like when you're on this show, you're you live there. That's what it seems like. Maybe some of the champions are going to bounce back and forth, but it seems last we checked that basically you're going to be on that show. Um, that kind of sucks. Maybe I don't mind. I know I I we've talked about this, but I I'm trying to look at the bright side in that I think splitting the roster in half could help both shows be more focused. And it's possible you're we're gonna like one show way better than the other. In which case, that even that might be a win. It makes me look at maybe we'll sometimes watch Collision and not really the others. So I don't know. I I, I, I think kind of like breaking some of these guys off who were appearing occasionally seems like a win to me. Potential potentially it seems like potentially a win. It's just I'm definitely gonna be watching the show. The Elite is on. Right, but if I want to go check out Miro, I gotta go watch the Problematic Boys on a Saturday night. It seems, but maybe you'll maybe you'll just skip Chronic. Oh, you don't remember Chronic? This is uh Brian Adams and Brian Clark. Um Crush and Adam Bomb. Um I feel like we all kind of loved Chronic for like a minute in two thousand. We all just kind of thought they were cool. Even though they were just kind of these two guys we didn't like before. They seemed like they were just kind of 
I'm trying to think of a good analog to them in the modern age in terms of because they were never really good wrestlers. They were slightly better as a tag team than as singles. You know, you know who a good analog to them might be? Um, the Good Brothers. Which the other day I had to think like, are they even still wrestling? They're in mm-hmm. WWE, right? Yeah. But like the Good Brothers are like cool without being good, and like we're gonna like go back buff and be Bagwell. like, yeah, oh yeah, definitely Buff. <laughs> He's the stuff, you know. I man, there's so oh, much blood buff. on the outside, and everybody's slipping. Like that blood fucked everything up for the whole night. I loved Buff Bagwell, and uh, that sucks. So he and he and Shane Douglas just stole the belts. Oh, there's Shane. You got to see Shane for 10 seconds. The the chronic is fighting. Big Papa Pumps out here now. At this point, we're so at this point, we're Scott and Big and um Buff still together. Unclear. I think Scott's with the new blood at this point, so maybe they're prob they're probably together because it seems like Buff is a new blood guy. They're fighting this, but the they're fighting this. Scott's fighting the security, and I thought the security was with the new blood. I don't know. This is this is really dragon. I gotta say, Gary. Yeah, this is a. Uh... Honestly, like if anyone is still listening at this point, I am surprised. <laughs> Everyone's just <laughs> we find out in the down. It's like, yeah, everyone just gave up at an hour. I like I'm almost there with them. Where like I know it's almost over, but like it feels like it's never gonna end. I mean, we yeah, I can see how much time is left. And I also know that the last match is at least interesting, but uh only three minutes long. This is the that was the cool chronic move, the double choke slam. We get some more Goldberg uh, limo crushing what looked like my grandparents' car at the time. <laughs> he, it's not going so great though. It's like slowly kind of doing it. Now it's oh, now it's now the monster truck. Uh, not kind of. It's got stuck. He got it. He got it. He got it. Yeah. It's fun, though, that like Bill never had to, like, get out and, like, wave to the camera. <laughs> yeah, yep. Definitely me driving this thing, guys. It would, you know, not enough New York vignettes. <laughs> Another New York vignette. I hate him. I hate David. I yeah, I haven't heard a word. Again, I've had this on mute, but I still can't stand any of these vignettes. I can't imagine they've been funny. Oh, you've had it on mute this whole time? Oh yeah. I'm not listening to this. I've had volume on this whole show, so I've heard all this bullshit while we're talking. I just it just didn't seem Oh, is he gonna propose? Oh yeah, he's gonna marry her. Okay. Oh yeah, they did do that angle, I think. 
we're really running down. It's interesting. We're really running down on time. And I know I can see exactly how long the last match was. So it's got to be exactly the length of the sh- of the rest of the show. It's funny, uh, like how long it was between the first time I saw Sting and the second time I saw Sting. Hmm. Mike Awesome. Good to see. This is a month after he jumped from ECW. So it was a little bit sad. Um. This is right. He threw Canyon off the cage in the triple tower of whatever it's Lambury. Canyon's a madman. Mike Awesome was the best, and he's another we'll guy see. that if he if he'd made it to this era, people definitely would have been like, they're definitely Mike Awesome doing like spring GCW Spring Break would have been incredible. <laughs> um. Well, Garrett, as so Sting's coming out, but um, or the lights are flashing. He's not out yet, but he's coming out of an ambulance. Uh, we should let people know, right? They should rate, review, and subscribe. Oh, absolutely! Rate, review, subscribe <laughs> at Predetermined Podcast on Instagram, at Gartet on Instagram, at Chris Miggs on Instagram, at Jimmy Lloyd's IMDb page. Thanks uh, get- for sticking around this long, like um. You know what? I'll just say we'll do better next week. This might not have been our best idea, Garrett. Yeah, this. But, you know, we got too far into it to cut it out. Just just stop. It's next week. We're going to do a three and a half hour watch along of an ICW show from 2001. (laughs) We're going to look for my dad and we're just but we're doing we're doing the whole show. It's like three and a half hours. I'm not letting you turn your air conditioner on. You're going to feel like my dad and I in the Elks Lodge in 2001. My dad just like keeping an eye out and just being like, whatever, I'm going to smoke here. It's like, screw this place. They, they're they not providing me air conditioning. I can smoke a cigarette. Uh, I love that this. they just got, they've been in the ring for seconds. And they're like, just fight your way towards that goddamn ambulance and let's take it home. <laughs> Get the table out. Yeah, they definitely, I do wonder if something ran long here. Because it does seem like this is a match that could have been, it's Russo WCW. It's not long, but like maybe two minutes more than this. They're really cutting right to the chase here. Did something run long? Like every talking segment. <laughs> Why have wrestling when you can watch a Steiner who isn't the one you love the most <laughs> talk talk about a match with Bill Goldberg sometime? I will say the only things that have seemed exciting were that Mike Awesome just took a table a backdrop through a table. That and the funk table bump might be the only thing I'm positive remembering from the show, other than Chris Candido yes, good at wrestling. Do you think when you're on your deathbed, you're going to look back and be like, I'm happy we did this? Or do you think you're going to wish you had this 90 minutes back? This is to you, the listeners as well. (laughs) I think neither. I think we're going to recognize this as something we tried and and time well spent as as friends together attempting to do a thing. I think Uh, that like this just was not like if it had been like a really, really bad show, it would have given us something to talk about. But this is just kind of a boring show. Yeah, it's I mean, it's pretty bad, but it's and again, I think part of it is that it's so it's so much talking 
that like there's just like there's no wrestling to pick apart and break through. What is he doing with him? They're really trying to get ready for some a spot on the the ambulance. Yeah, they really oh, okay. they really milked an awesome bomb. Didn't happen. Scorpion death drop. Let's open this ambulance. Oh my god, who's inside? It's Vampiro. Blood in the eyes. Of course, of course, and, Vampiro. And Sting loses because fucking of course he did. Because we all drove to Springfield to see Sting lose in a three-minute ambulance match. Mike, Mike Awesome still on top of the ambulance, but the winner. They're really putting over the new blood here. Okay, the maybe the is two- driving off with him. <laughs> oh my god! That's all right, funny. everybody. Thanks for listening. Uh, we'll really watch something next week. We're gonna come back with things that we have pre-watched. Talk about it. You're gonna have fun. There's gonna be jokes. We love you. Or we're gonna watch Thunder the the week after. <laughs> Yeah, if this is a busy week, we might not see anything. It's a it's a uh, WCW Thunder podcast now, guys. Or or we just we just start doing King's Road matches and we just yell, "Oh my god!" over and over again <laughs> over the course of forty five minutes. Yeah, if we don't describe to you what happened, just know he landed on his head or neck. <laughs> All right, guys, hit our goddamn music. <laughs>